Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years, decades of seeking, seeking what could create more ease in life and trying every modality possible. Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions. A mission to have conversations about what creates ease, what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our first ever episode of what we're calling True Mental Health. Um, if you don't know me, I'm Crystal Crawford. You obviously know Dr. Janine Kraft. Hello. <laughs> and basically, we are the expert in the obsessed, but uh, that's just for fun. <laughs> uh, so for those of you guys on my page, and then Janine, you're, we're also on your page. I... I know Janine, I've known her for a long time, and we kind of, do you want to tell the story about how we know each other? Oh my gosh, it's like a kind of a story. I mean, so I found Access Consciousness in 2016, and you were one of the first facilitators that I found um, that just made the information so digestible and palpable and easy for me to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I followed you forever, and then... I don't know, randomly we met up in Austin. You were in Austin, what, 2019 or something? So you kind of knew who I was. Yeah. Um, and we had a conversation. And then, I don't know, I just started taking all your classes and <laughs> becoming royally obsessed with everything access and especially the way you deliver it. And so we thought, well, what else is possible? What can we create now? Yeah, yeah. So what... So we're really kind of mutual fans of each other for sure. And I know you're becoming a certified facilitator of access consciousness as of February. And so you have some access classes that you're introducing to everybody that, you know, loves your stuff already. And I've been a facilitator for almost nine years. And for me, these tools are just a way of life. They're how I live. They're what I use. They're what I facilitate. So I have a foundation class coming, which is the second core class of Access Consciousness starting this week. So we thought, what better week than to start an impromptu show called True Mental Health? (laughs) So so what if we talk a little bit about our sort of different perspectives on this? Because what I think is really interesting about you and I is that we do kind of come from two different perspectives on it. I come from having had a lot of therapy, having had to use a lot of different of the therapy tools to get to not kill myself basically and then found access consciousness and of course you are you know you're a psychologist and have used it with a lot of people um like what's been your mental health journey so far man um well i mean so you know my story and for folks that don't i so i used to dance ballet for many many years and then i got to this point where just after so many injuries and just God, it is just a hard field to be in, um, having to maintain a certain weight and, you know, athleticism and all these things that I just got to a point where I was done. And I was also so entrenched in the identity of being a dancer that leaving, leaving it just left me totally kind of depressed, hopeless, anxious. 
And so around the age of 25 is when I sought my own therapy, actually. And like you, I found it really fascinating. And I just became obsessed with mental health and wellness and how do people function and heal. And so that led me down the route to, okay, well, I'm going to get, you know, a master's and doctor in clinical psychology and all this. Um, and then I was like, wait a second, this is, this is it. Like I learned all the evidence-based treatments and all the things that were supposed to be really effective. And I just knew something else was possible because it was not working out the way I thought it, thought it would. And so then I found access and I was like, oh, but this is just a whole other reality. So I'm wondering kind of how that's similar to what you went through with psychology and therapy. Yeah, well, I think I gave up on psychology and therapy way before. Yeah, so, okay, so how does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, well, I I had a gap between the things, which was where I sort of really lost a lot of hope. And so that's, you know, why I bring that up. But so let's see here. So I had a pretty rough go as a kid. And at 13 or 14, I admitted to my mom that my dad had been sexually abusing us. And so that created the scenario where she put us into the system in the United States. So we were in the social services system. And so so basically our whole life became about recovering from this abuse. She made our whole life about therapy and, you know, getting help for, for everything that had gone on. And, and as a part of the system, the reason I brought that up is because we then had to see different therapists. So I ended up, you know, kind of have running the gamut of different kinds of therapy. You know, I was, I did EMDR for a while and that was probably the most effective thing that I'd found. Um, I had a psychiatrist, I was admitted into um, inpatient treatment centers and psychologists all over the map and then social workers. So we just tried everything. Uh, my mom tried breath work. So because she was doing it, I tried it. So I, I kind of, you know, threw myself into this world of self-help because they were telling me that I'd been abused and I had been through a lot of stuff. And I say they were telling me, and maybe that's another episode. um, I was a survivor. I had been victimized. I needed all this help. And so I went after it. And then turns out my mom had a lot going on too, and she was pretty abusive as well. So I was pretty brainwashed into believing that there was something intrinsically wrong with me and that it was because of all the abuse in our life. So from that point of view, I searched. And when I was 25 or 26, I actually was searching so bad for what could give me that footing that people were telling me that I needed. I I found a Bible school, actually, and I went to Bible school. And I I trained myself because I wanted to establish myself in something that was going to allow me to be happy um, and give me the tools that I needed to have a functional life because everybody was telling me that I didn't have them based on what I'd been through. So that's really kind of what psychology gave me. It, 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 it gave me a place where I could vent and feel my feelings, but it was based on feelings. It was based on the fact that I had, it was based on that I had been damaged and victimized and was bruised and hurt in some way. And I needed to work through it and recover from it in order to have a different reality. And so I just, I, I mean, that's what you're told. And so you just go with that. And I, I went with that and went with that. But what ended up happening is like at 36, I was more suicidal than I'd ever been. I was in my second marriage trying to make that work. I, you know, nothing in my life was functioning well. And it probably wasn't, I didn't kill myself clearly, but it probably wasn't until about two years after that, that I found access and access was just 
access consciousness was just so different that it caught my attention. It was like, it's not therapy. It's not self-help per se. It's not even classified as personal development. It's consciousness. Like, what is this? And so it was kind of like a train wreck in that I couldn't look away. And I started out with, you know, getting like five sessions of access bars, which is just somebody touching your head. Mm -hmm. And that shouldn't work, but it did. And I like things that I had been working on for like 20 years in psych with psychology and with therapy um, changed with the bars. So it caught my attention even further. And that's when I took foundation, which is the four day class right after. And I was basically like, you can do this with your life. I'm in. And I changed like the trajectory of my whole life to go do this. So yeah, my, my, it's been a, it's been a ride. Yeah. There's something that I want to point out there is kind of what you're saying is just in the sense of, cause you were talking about how you went to therapy like multiple times a week and for, oh, you know, in our past conversations and for years and not really getting the change that you were desiring. And then here something where, what it's kind of random someone's just touching your head and all of a sudden you feel completely different i mean i know i had a really profound experience the first time i had my bars run too that i almost wanted to go into doubt and you know we still have these conversations like i still almost doubt when something can be that effective or can change that quickly i'm like what is this like what is that for you in the sense of how we've been really taught in this reality it has to be hard or what is that energy that's coming up that i'm kind of speaking to well, I mean, I'd say it's the energy of doubt. And, and and really, like, we're taught that smart people doubt, smart people question things, but we're not really taught that smart people are curious about things. We're taught that smart people are skeptical, which means they kind of put it to the test to see if it's actually working. I did something similar, actually. I, my first bar session was pretty transformative. I when you get your bars run, you can just get your bars run, meaning somebody just lightly touches your head and most people just pass out and have a blissful moment and then wake up and they're slightly different but some people's little lives changed and my whole reality shifted on that table so i got off i felt ten thousand pounds lighter and we had processed a bunch of things verbally during that session which not doesn't always happen and the things that we had processed stayed different that whole week that was sort of my test because in therapy what i had always noticed and, and even in this other, I, I did I did another thing that wasn't really therapy. It was this uh, BIE, bioenergetic intolerance elimination. Mm -hmm. And so I would go to the session and we would bring up all these emotions and she would kind of um, with an electrode touch these acupuncture points on my face while I was feeling all these things. And then the feelings would indeed dissipate. They would go away. And that was like just before access consciousness. And so, but, but what kept occurring even with that is that the feelings would dissipate, but the issue itself never really changed. So my marker of something that really worked was that it would stay different. We would process it, I would feel different, but it would stay different. I wouldn't go back into needing to function in that same way. And that's what happened. After my first bar session, that was sort of my litmus test. The things that we were we had processed, I would go back into sort of feeling through them to see if they were the same and they were just not there. Mm. And I was like, okay, I don't know how this works. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> well, and it's kind of like, what is that? Cause to me, it's like speaking to getting to the root 
of what is. And that's always what I was seeking in therapy. And, you know, as a practitioner, kind of like, what is going to get at the root of this change here where we're not just band-aiding it, you know, like band-aiding it maybe with a medication or something. And, you know, obviously people find benefits from medication. So I'm not saying that. But what I'm looking at is what you're saying is changing this for good. Not like, yeah. oh, I feel slightly better and things are okay now. Like, what is that? And so that's where I'm, you know, and I think we want to have the conversation is like, what is it that psychology is missing that we're not getting at the root of things as quickly? Yeah. Well, one of the things I noticed in all my time with psychology is that we were always looking for why something was occurring as if the why mm. was the root. Yeah. Now, what we talk about in access consciousness that's really, really different is that the why is not relevant. Now, that really just flies in the face of like every fucking thing you've ever been told ever in your whole life. Like, what do you mean it's not relevant? The why is the only thing that's I'm looking what for. We ask. Why I'm on the planet for fuck's sakes to have purpose to my life, right? Yeah. The why is not relevant. Fuck off. Like, that is just not something that, you know. And so I never ask anybody to accept anything that I say because yeah. some of what we say is, it sounds insane. Mm -hmm. But what I do ask people to look at is something psychology never gifted me, which is what you know. And the thing about what you know is that your sense of it, you, you can only know by sensing. You can't know by logic. Knowing is not logical. Knowing is just a sense of things. And what I started to be, to be given was, hey, you know what? You don't have to trust me. You can trust you. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Well, you actually know when something's off. And here's how you know. When it's dead on, when it's true for you, it's going to be light. There isn't going to be a hitch in your gitch. There's not going to be that twist in your gut. It's just going to be light, spacious. When it's not true for you, it's going to have that, uh, 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 you know, that contraction, that heaviness, that density, that sharpness, you know. There's going to be something in it that's not true. So don't trust me. Just trust you. And here's some of the signs of how you can trust you. So that was one of the first things I was given, which of course I had no idea how to use because I had spent the last 37 years not trusting me and not practicing that. So it took a minute, but that going, what were we talking about? That thing of, yeah, I'm already, it's like, cause we are already on to like five other things, which I have done with. Honestly, because what was coming up for me was regarding kind of like this idea of not trusting ourselves. And it's right. like, sure, cause I talk about that a lot with trauma and all the trauma you went through specifically. It's like, yeah. you totally doubt yourself. And I think that's also where, you know, I noticed even when I first found access, I was almost like doubt, doubting it, you know, can it be that powerful? Can it be that effective? Especially when we've been entrenched to all these others all these other beliefs where we have to seek outside of ourselves for answers. Well, I got to talk to the expert because they must know more than me. Right. Which just continues to perpetuate that doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the, I've just forgot about this till just now, but one of the things that was seeded into my world that I didn't even know I needed was right before I found access consciousness, I stumbled on this book and documentary called what the bleep do we know, mm. which is all about quantum physics. Yeah. Now, quantum physics is a science. It's like there's people out there, scientists out there studying quantum physics. And what this book and this documentary does is it breaks it down for the normal lay person. And it's an attempts to explain and articulate a, a science of how things work molecularly. 
And it was fascinating to me. I remember, and if you guys, you guys should go check it out. I think it's on YouTube and it's a book on, on Amazon, but it fascinated me because I got it. It was like one of the first things that I'd ever heard that truly did kind of break things down to like, if it, if this wasn't about religion or beliefs, which cause my whole life has been about religion to religion, to beliefs, to beliefs, to psychology, to religion, which is all based on belief. And we could do a whole episode or five on that, but it, this wasn't about that. You didn't have to believe it. It just was the way things worked. This was actual people observing the way molecules worked. And the thing about a molecule is that when you observe it with any energy, it takes on the nature of that energy. That's it. And there was a couple of people that did little experiments to kind of prove it. So there's a, a video on YouTube called the rice experiment. And you could do this yourself if you want. You cook some rice and you put it in two jars and on one of the jars you hate it and the other jar you love it and the jar you hate rots and the jar you love stays fresh. And so I, that the simplicity of that got me. Now in this documentary, they're really kind of integrating two different, they're integrating a conversation about like self-love and molecular reality. So they show like, well, if you actually love yourself then your molecules stay healthier and, and, you know, do all these things, if you're grateful for yourself then everything in your, you know, and I loved that. And so I, I went away from that documentary and I tried to practice it. I remember being in the shower right after I watched it and I was like trying to love myself. <laughs> and I literally I, like couldn't do it. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Cause mm-hmm. at the very base of me, I didn't love myself. I yeah. didn't think I was great. I didn't think I was all these things. So I, it's like, I couldn't fool myself into making my molecules do something different. And I remember struggling with that for a couple of weeks because I really saw how it could work, but I didn't see how to get to being grateful for me. And it didn't seem to be a choice I had available and it didn't seem to be something I could apply. And I'm like, well, what good is this information if you can't apply it? Hmm. So then something like three or four months later, I stumbled onto access consciousness and I got my bars run. Now bars at the first, bars wasn't the thing that like started to equate with quantum physics. That's not what did it. But I finally said yes to taking foundation. And in foundation, I remember sitting on day two, realizing that, oh my God, what we're doing with these access consciousness tools is we're changing the energy of things. And I'm like, that's quantum physics. Oh my God, access consciousness is quantum physics in motion. Oh my, like, and this whole like universe like burst open because the very thing that I was asking for was, can I just get a way to apply quantum physics practically? Try just to mm-hmm. my world. And that's why you can't make psychology and access consciousness mix because they mm-hmm. aren't dealing with the world from the same point of view. Yeah. It's literally not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we've had like a lot of conversations where I was saying, oh, I'm trying to kind of integrate the two. I didn't yes. want to. Well, that was some of my own stuff of like not wanting to abandon psychology or wanting to not wanting to be too weird and too yes. different. But th- that's exactly it is like when they're functioning from different points of views, have different presuppositions about life, then it's like you, you can't combine them at all. They just have different ideas of what's going to create healing, which ultimately is kind of what led us to wanting to have a conversation about this because it's like what is true mental health what is really going to get people to want mental wellness the fastest i mean that's what i've been always motivated for 
Yeah, and you and I have so many conversations about this all the time of like, you know, okay, so if you're doing doubt, what gets you to not doing? What is it that is looking for why you're doing it? Does it get you there? Does feeling your feelings about it get you there? Because that's what I was shown in therapy is like, if you feel your feelings and you tell the truth and you ask for your needs to be met, that's mental wellness. And I was like, so I tried that. I did it. And then I would end up in more relationship difficulty and more problems than ever before. And so it, and you know, when, when you start to dive into the world of access consciousness and you start talking about distractor implant universe, then you starts to actually make sense why there's no out there because you're actually, you're in a trap. But, you know, I think psychology is doing the best it can with what it has available. And so that's, yeah, those are the conversations I'm really interested in having is like, let's take a topic and really look at what gets you to where you actually have freedom? Yeah. Is it this pathway that we've been shown or is it a totally divergent pathway that seems absolutely weird, but is way more spacious, way more light actually allows you the being the space to play and be and have and choose and all that stuff, you know um, what gets you there? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, in the sense of, you know, this reality that we're brought up in and this idea of seeking answers outside of ourselves, then psychology was kind of built for that. Yeah. But isn't the point of access to not fight this reality, not destroy it, but to create a new reality? So what are like, what are some of the like top lies, I guess you will, if you will, regarding that you were taught and then all of a sudden access just like blew wide open? Mm. That you just knew to your soul, oh, this is correct. This is actually what's true. Yeah. Well, one of the top things that I came into access consciousness with was that I knew I was wrong. I just knew it. It was, mm. I was literally non-functional as a person. And, and I had all kinds of reasons for that, but I had been destroyed as a person. So, you know, with the sexual abuse and then we had incest that went on in our family. I mean, you could look at all the different lists of things that, psychology tells you is like, okay, well, that explains it, you know, this abuse and that abuse and emotional abuse. And, and on top of that, then I, you know, went into my 20s, and I didn't really know how to live life. So I never finished anything. And like, I had so many explanations for why I was intrinsically bad and wrong. But I just knew it. And the very first thing in foundation that I started to get information about is what if you aren't wrong, you're different. And I was like, okay, that's a really pithy way to say wrong, but what do you mean? Okay. I'll entertain this for a second. And I started finding out that like, I'm actually just a different kind of being. Like I actually don't even function in the same way as these other kinds of beings and all these other things are just different about me. And again, if you look at when you come from one premise and try to fit, what you are into that premise, you you're always going to come up short because you don't, you don't even, you aren't even that premise to begin with. Right. Yeah. So it's like, well, what if you are actually this other thing and you weren't even ever this thing and you're like, well, what is this thing all about? And well, it's about this and it's about this and it's about this and all these differences that I was like, yep, that's true about me. 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 All these things are true about me. So you're saying I'm not this, I'm actually this. And I'm like, Nobody told me this. Nobody told me that. I was given the wrong manual at birth. I was like, they put me in the wrong class and gave me the wrong kind.
kind of parents. It's like, nobody told me I was different. They told me I was this and I'm not that and I'm wrong. And I was bad at being this. That was actually true. Yeah. But as this, I'm a champion. Yeah. And what's true makes you lighter. I was like, oh my God, I am so different. That unraveled my world in the biggest Ugh. way I've ever had. Yeah. 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 And it's like this whole idea that we are so much more aware than what we're taught yeah. um, probably was like the biggest thing for me because, yeah. you know, a lot of psychology has diagnoses for awarenesses that people are having. Right. And what is the whole idea of even a diagnosis, but a conclusion, a label, a limitation of some sort? Yes, it's a quick way for people to kind of explain a presentation. And, uh, you know, in working with a lot of folks, I, I caution them when I offer diagnoses in the past was like, hey, I just this is kind of what we're putting it as. And what does it mean for you? Because, right, if someone pe some people start to latch on to that and then buy into it and go into that whole wrongness cycle, kind of what you're talking about, then we're just functioning from it's like an uphill battle, yet empowering people to tune into what they know. What are they aware of all these energies? sensitivities that people have we just say well you're wrong and now you know you need to kind of figure it out and and work your way into this reality what we've decided is the right way to behave and it is about behavior it's not about being mm -hmm. a diagnosis is this is what's wrong with your behavior and here's the pill that will fix it or yeah. the year long or two long year therapy course that you need to do in order to amend your behavior and I do get there's some therapists that want to get to the root so that the behavior changes, right? There, I, I did have some people that I worked with that were like, well, let's look at what's underneath that so that we can discover, you know, the root cause and everything. But it's still from the presupposition that there is a cause. One of the things mm -hmm. that was super freeing in access consciousness was this. Here's the ultimate in understanding. And this is going to piss some people off, so be ready. The ultimate in understanding is that people choose what they choose because they choose it. Mm. What? That one still sticks me, right? Because you know I'm so like you want to go into the justification or everything that I was taught in psychology is like no, there's a reason they choose it, right? Or it's like they chose it because is, of trauma, right? But you and I have talked about this. What does looking for the reason give you? Uh, just a conclusion, a, an explanation. For me, it's like an explanation. This is why. Does this it change why? it? No. Does it empower the other person? No. Because Does it empower you? No, because then now I'm only focused on this, this is, is what why. And so therefore, because this is why, then this is the way I behave based on. So it's a judgment based system. Yeah. You have to judge in order to determine why somebody chooses what you choose. You have to judge you in order to determine why you choose what you choose. Yeah. And what what I started to get about access is access is inviting us to a totally different reality where judgment isn't even a valuable product anymore of any kind. Judgment of why, judgment of that, judgment of this, judge, good judgment, bad judgment, right judgment, wrong judgment, any judgment. What is a reality without judgment? A reality without judgment is a reality where we just have choice. And we chose that and that created that and that created this and now we're choosing this and it creates this and we just, without judgment, there's no solidity, there's no amending, you don't need boundaries in a reality without judgment. You simply just observe and choose. But it's so confronting to have that kind of a reality. And most people don't want to choose that because in that reality, there is no reason and justification for why you're failing or why things aren't working. It just isn't working.
Yeah. And you are in the full on creative seat of your life, which I think is a lot of what we avoid. Not consciously most of the time, but you know, I've had so many times over the last nine years as I've been really working with these tools and changing my life and creating my life where I'm confronted by an area where I really would rather be the victim. I'd rather like not have responsibility here. Thank you very much. Cause if I have responsibility, <laughs> then I've been a shithead and I don't really want to look at that. But I, when I look at it and when I look at and just let it be con- healing, healing is the side effect of consciousness. Yeah. When I finally allow that oxygen in, you know, things. Yeah. Change. And it's kind of like when you do empower yourself with true choice, then anything's possible. Right. But that, and I, and I, ca- I caveat this with, you know, to people saying you also have to offer yourself choice without judgment, not judging yourself what you for what you have chosen. Because like you said, some of it is unconscious and we're not really aware that we could even look at it. We've been taught something totally different. And in some regards, sometimes it just feels easier to point outside of our sale, ourselves and say, well, it's because of that. That's why I'm like that. It's because of that. That's why I'm like that versus where else can we put our attention but to choose something else? Yeah, and maybe that's our next show is really talking about justification, you know, like the the power of not justifying anything you choose, um, even though we're jumping into the deep end with that one. But <laughs> look, somebody asked, without justification, can you keep accountability and change course to someone that works better to reach your goals? Well, what I'm always looking at personally is how's this working for me? How is this choice that I'm making? If you look at everything as a choice, you can really look at how's it working. If you think things are happening to you, you can never really assess how it's working because it's happening to you. So Mm -hmm. you aren't the creator of it. You're at the effect of it. So I like being empowered. So I look at everything as something I've created and something I've chosen. And if something I've chosen isn't really working that well, all I really have to be willing to do is acknowledge it's not working that well and not judge that and go, well, it's not working that well. Okay, cool. What else can I choose? In that moment, it can change. There's no need to judge why I did it or how I did it or how it came across or why, why the fuck would I choose this is not a thing that neither needs to cross my lips. It's just, okay, I chose this and it's not really working that well. Cool. What else can I choose? And I would say getting here to this space where I can actually be that with myself has taken me nine years. So maybe there's some more shows to do on that. But that's the power of looking at life from that you are the creative source of it. You, If you are that, then you can change anything. And it doesn't mean anything about you or anybody else. Yeah. So. Yeah, you can really tell there's just no judgment in your world around that like just even when you asked it it was just like okay cool what else could i choose it's not like shaming yourself into submission like oh i shouldn't have chosen that like what which is why we need therapy because we shame ourselves into feeling bad then we feel so bad we need a therapist then we go talk to the therapist and the therapist makes us feel better about it and then we come out and then we're okay but if you can skip all that yeah yeah let's answer one more question here um there's one about how does this mindset work around PTSD? So what are your thoughts regarding trauma and kind of accesses, not take since like obviously everything is different depending on people's points of view, but what is your sense on like what really does help people recover from trauma? Consciousness opens the doors to all healing. So our bodies do go through a lot. My body went through a lot. My body um, 
went through a lot of abuse. Like there was a lot of shit that went on in my childhood and, you know, with my marriages and the things I chose, my body handled a lot of things. So bodies feel, being sense. And our body, a lot of our bodies also are incredibly healing things. So we take on a lot of energies and we lock into place a lot of energies. So PTSD can occur. And I would say I am just now at 47 um, unraveling a lot of the, the locked in abuse that I took, tried to take out of other people's bodies and other people's worlds. It's just now starting to kind of unravel from my cellular structure, like physiologically, that's a thing. Um, so I think that's also, I think it's important to talk about that. It, this isn't about a mindset. It's really about acknowledging what is and what is, is on a lot of different planes and levels. We, we do have a body and our bodies do handle things. And you know, that there are, so there's things that go on there and that's why access consciousness really does have a lot of body work involved. There's bars and body processes and body classes and abuse hold classes. And so we do address the fact that we have a body here and that things happen. We choose things that expose us to energies and people and abuses and things like that. So important also important to get that we are, you know, as a being have been attempting to change a lot of things in ways that may not have been that functional. So like my desire for nobody to ever have to experience abuse or have abuse in their worlds has meant that I have unconsciously been trying to take abuse out of people's worlds for a long time, trying to help them when they don't actually really want to help themselves. And so as a being, you know, wanting to heal, my body wanting to heal. There's been a lot of things that I have needed to really look at and go, okay, what is now? Like, does this person actually want to change? Does, you know, so there's a lot of different conversations to have about that. I think there's a lot to acknowledge. Um, but I would say like, if you are a body and a being that has gone through a lot of shit, start with getting your bars run. Because what the access bars does is it addresses all of those things in a very simple, elegant way in that it simply melts those energies out of your world as you get your bars run. So, you know, different to psychology or any of the other things that a lot of us have tried, you don't have to think, you don't have to know anything. You just have to be willing to receive and have somebody else touch your head in a way that actually mm -hmm. changes things for you. And then from there, really, the universe of consciousness opens up. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, the more I understood that, you know, just reading like the body keeps the score and things like that, I'm like, okay, trauma is really at a cellular level in the body. Yet I was taught all these kind of talk therapies initially. And so as I kind of moved closer and closer to it really being the body that needs to heal from trauma, that that just changed everything. And especially the bars being such an amazing process that people don't even have to talk about it, which we know can also re-traumatize the nervous system, just talking about it. So what a gift to have a tool that you almost don't even know what you're healing. You just feel so different after. And um, for folks that follow me, I have a highlight on my, on my page about the bars if you wanna know more about it. Yeah, and you can go to anywhere on my website and find more on the bars. And you can go to accessconsciousness.com slash um, access bars and find out everything about it. There's practitioners all over the world. Um, it's 32 points on your head that when somebody lightly touches them, releases what feels like lifetimes of limitations. And it shouldn't work, but it does. 
And I don't, same as I didn't know, I don't know what I did before I ever had a cell phone. I don't know what I did before I ever had bars because now I can't live without them. And, and they're such an integral part of my daily life. So, mm, so much. I know we can talk for hours. And we're going to, we're going yeah. to talk about all yeah. these things. Um, but since we have, we have a foundation class coming this weekend and I have a bunch of, you know, kind of one-off access classes, what one tool could we give folks for them to just start playing with that just is something that really changed everything for you? For me, I would say play with that. What gives you a sense of more space and what gives you a sense of more joy and lightness is true for you. And what's heavy and sharp and clunky is not true for you. And so I would really today, like invite yourself to play with light and heavy. That's the tool of light and heavy is like, if this thing you're looking at gives you that sense of space and lightness, go with it. And if it doesn't, it's not true for you. Look for other choices and go from there. And what about you? I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I like to be class if anyone needs that. Um, my question has been so powerful. Um, and it's actually my first of these classes tomorrow, Live is the Question, because that just changed everything. I mean, I was just such a seeker to find answers. I went to a lot of school and certifications and let me find answers outside of myself. And so then flipping all this on its head for me to be in question, to be asking questions that were going to get me out of conclusions and create possibilities and manifest and all the things that's been my like MVP. So if you want to learn more, don't join me tomorrow at three 30 Eastern. Just saying. Yeah. And for those of you guys that have a bars class or you can actually buy one online in the next day or so, if you want to join me and jump deep in head first um, into foundation, you're more than welcome. Bars is the prerequisite and you can buy it in the access shop. So you'd have to like be that last minute crazy person that I was when I took my foundation. <laughs> But you're more than welcome to come join me there. And and then we will just be back weekly to start really opening up this conversation of what is true mental health. And so uh, really for all of you guys on all the platforms, we welcome your questions and topics that you'd really like us to start to cover because this, um, this is a conversation that we want to have more in the world and you're a part of creating it with us. Oh my gosh, I love Crystal. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. And thank, for thank you guys so much for your energy and your attention, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave us a review, or share it with someone you know would benefit. Until next time.